you are listening to By the Book. Because if you don't look at the world through the Bible, you will never see it right. This is Alan Griffith. Welcome to episode 115 of By the Book. I hope your new year is off to a good start. Uh, But I want to talk today and over the next few episodes about how to face the challenges of life that come. And I don't have to convince you that they come. There's a lot of trial and trouble and pressure and heartache, difficulty that we have to deal with. And uh, we can get in trouble. We can get angry. We can get bitter. I have a somewhat distant relative, not my wife or one of my children, but a distant relative who is battling with what I would call anger with God because things. Uh, very hurtful, have come into that individual's life. And uh, uh, bitterness and anger uh, is a a difficult thing to deal with. And uh, we need to find out how to get victory. And this is the important part, I suppose. But we have to learn how to get victory when the circumstances don't change. Now, I confess to you that many times when I'm praying about uh, situations, I'm asking God that if he'd be willing, that he would change the circumstances. And I have fallen back on this simple truth. He is able. That's our God. Our God is omnipotent, and he is able. He's able to do anything he wants to do. The challenge when we pray is, if God is able, would he be willing to change the circumstances? And circumstances can involve uh, people or finances or sickness or whatever it might be. So we pray. And uh, we, we ask, Lord, if you would be willing. And that's good prayer. Uh, If we had time to talk about that a little bit more in this episode, I would, but that's good prayer. Lord, if you would be willing. Now, the simple truth is many, many times God is not willing. You've experienced that. I've experienced that. So how do we get through those situations? How do we deal with those circumstances? Well, it's wonderful that God in his word not only gives us uh, direct commandments. I've uh, thought of Ephesians 4 and verse 28. Here's a very simple commandment. Doesn't require a lot of interpretation. Doesn't require a lot of contemplation. The text says, let him that stole steal no more. That's pretty simple, isn't it? You don't have to think about that. You don't have to debate that. There it is right in the Bible, as clear as can be, a a pronouncement of uh, responsibility. If you have stolen, don't steal anymore. Okay. However, there are not enough verses in the Bible to deal with every single incident you and I face in life. And so God 
has given us what I would refer to as enduring principles. Principles that are not given about a specific situation, but principles that will open our hearts and our minds to God, to what he is doing, to what his will might be. And in those uh, truths, you and I can find great victory. So we're going to talk about some of them. Uh, Some of them are promises. Some of them are challenges, but they are enduring. They are beyond the immediate. They are beyond the circumstance of the moment. And if you and I can get hold of them and cling to them and, uh, and stand on them, you and I can have great victory no matter what the circumstances are. And that's what's important. Because again, circumstances often don't change. There are some things that aren't going to be settled until we get to heaven. And until then, uh, those people are going to be those people. And those situations are going to be those situations and, and whatever it might be. And you and I can't change them. And God, for whatever reason, isn't willing to change them. But you and I cannot be defeated and be destroyed by them, be they people or be they sickness or be they whatever it might be. You and I have to live with a measure of victory. So we're going to be looking at biblical texts that are enduring principles. And I have a few of them that I've uh, laid hold of for my own life, and I'm going to start with one of them. Uh, but there are there are many that we can talk about, and we'll see how we move forward in our discussion of them. But if you have your Bible, uh, I would invite you to open to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 12 and 13. And it may be that as soon as I say that, you know exactly what that text is, and you could quote it. You don't have to open your Bible to see it. But I would invite you to open your Bible to look at it and think about it as we talk about it here on this episode. So let me read to you verses 12 and 13 of 1 Corinthians 10. Paul says, wherefore, and he's been talking about a variety of situations that the Israelites faced, and they didn't do so well with those situations. You can see them for yourself in the earlier part of the chapter. So here's what uh, Paul said, though. He said, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Well, I want to tell you, it's easy to fall in the midst of difficulty and trial and trouble and temptation. It's easy to fall. And we need to be careful that we don't enter into everyday living, think, well, I'm not going to fall. No, Uh, take heed, be careful, because you could. However, Paul follows that up in verse 13 with wonderful truth. And uh, I want us to to claim this truth. I want to claim it in my life. I want you to claim it. Uh, I call this and some other verses, verses to live with. So here's what it says. And again, you may know the verse already. But verse 13 says this, There hath no 
temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. What a wonderful text. Uh, Let's look at that word, temptations. There hath no temptation taken you. Now, that term in Scripture is the Greek term perazo, and it's it's a very broad term. It uh, speaks of uh, trying or testing or proving, but also of trial that would lead to wrongdoing. So I want you to think of that for a moment. Because we have all kinds of temptations. And again, it's not always the temptation to sin by design. Now, if Satan is behind the trial, the trouble, the person, whatever it might be, if if Satan is involved, then you know that he's putting you in that circumstance with a view toward you falling. He wants to defeat you. He wants you to go in to sin. This is the word used, by the way, in Luke chapter 4 when the Lord Jesus was tempted. Now, the devil was involved in that, wasn't he? And the devil, even though the Lord Jesus, I believe with all my heart, could not sin, being God in the flesh, the devil was tempting him, trying him, testing him in different areas, trying to get him to turn away from God and God's way and to fall into a sinful situation. So sometimes uh, there is not necessarily uh, the devil involved. Somebody once said, you know, don't, don't look for the devil behind every bush because there are things that go on in our life that are not of the devil per se, not specifically designed or created by him. Uh, Sometimes it might be sickness. Well, sickness comes. And we can't always say that, you know, the, the devil brought this sickness on me. One thing that we do know is that God is involved in our lives, and sometimes God will bring challenges to us. He will tempt us. He's not tempting us to sin. He's trying us. He's proving us. I think of uh, God's dealing with Abraham and the challenge to sacrifice Isaac. What a test that was. What a challenge that was. And Abraham responded in faith and obedience, and God stepped in and and, uh, delivered him. But I want you to get that idea because sometimes God brings things into our lives, 
never trying to get us to fall. God never brings something in your life with the idea, boy, I'm going to do this to them and we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see if they fall or not. No, God never does that. Now, on the other hand, there are things that happen that God does not do directly, but God allows. And when I think of that, I think of Job and all that he went through. God allowed it. Satan went after Job without mercy. And the only thing that stopped him from killing Job was the hand and power and word of God. And God said to Satan, you can go this far, you can't go any further. So sometimes, and again, it's not always God allowing the devil to do it, but sometimes God allows difficulty in our lives. As a matter of fact, uh, this, this life is loaded with difficulty and trial and trouble. I've said many times, because I learned it long ago, that it is not what you go through in life but how you respond to what you go through that makes the difference. Now, I'm speaking to you today, and there are many other listeners beside you, but I'm speaking to you, and it might be that you are in a time of trial right now. You are in a time of heartache. It might be something physical. It might be sickness. It might be financial. It might be family. I don't know what it might be. I know there's a whole variety out there. But how are you responding? And again, you might be thinking, well, if the circumstances would change, then I would be all right. And the difficulty is to face the fact that the circumstances may or may not change. Then the question is, then do I have to live in anger and defeat and bitterness? And the answer, praise the Lord, is no. No, you don't have to live there. I don't have to live there. So Paul says in verse 13, there hath no temptation taken you, these trials and troubles and challenges, but, he says, but such as is common to man. That's a great statement. That's a statement of comfort and encouragement. And I'll tell you why. Because in my years of ministry, I've met a lot of people who feel like nobody understands. And you might be there today. Nobody understands. You don't understand what I went through. You don't understand how I feel. You don't understand. I remember being called to visit a gal who had lost her child, uh, virtually in childbirth. The baby may have been born and then uh, died very shortly thereafter. But she lost a child, and I, I went to see her to encourage her and comfort her. Uh, She was not a member of our church. She was attending our church. I think her sister was a member. But I went to see her, and as I sought to open the scriptures and talk to her and pray with her, she quite abruptly said, 
Well, pastor, you don't know how I feel. You don't understand. You've never lost a child. You've never lost a baby. You don't know how it feels. Well, you know, that was true. I didn't. I didn't. But I want you to know something. Our ability to be ministered to through the word of God is not dependent on whether the person who's trying to minister to us has gone through the same thing that we've gone through. And in that particular situation, I had a man on my staff who had had one of his children killed uh, in an automobile accident, and I went to him and I said, would you come and talk to this gal? And he could say to her, I do understand. And unfortunately, that did not solve the problem for her. And it wasn't a matter of whether somebody else understood or not. It was a matter of her turning to the Lord and receiving from him. But I really believe that one of the devil's greatest tools in defeating us is to get us to the point where we feel like nobody understands what I'm going through. Nobody understands how I feel. And we can become very isolated and and self-pity. I hate to use that term, but self-pity can conquer us and destroy us. Why me? Why do I have to go through that? Why do I have to suffer this way? Well, you know what Paul says? He said, wherever you are, and whatever you are going through or whatever you have been through, others have been there too. As a matter of fact, the term he uses is common. That's the term. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. You know, if you research that term, it suggests the idea of ordinary. Ordinary. What you're going through is common. It's ordinary. You're not so isolated that you're dealing with things that nobody else has ever dealt with. And that's hard to bear. That's been hard for me to bear in situations that I've faced. But God has confronted me with that truth. And he's saying, listen, lots of other people have been where you are. You are not unique. Your trouble, your heartache, your problem is not unique. You're not the only one. And you cannot live in self-pity. You cannot live in bitterness. You have to get victory and praise the Lord. Listen. You can have victory, and it does not mean that all of a sudden the circumstances are going to change. If you're in a hard time right now, I hope the circumstances do change. Whatever they are, I, I hope they change. I hope God will step in and, and, and change things, change people, whatever it might be. But probably more often than not, that does not happen. These problems, these Testing experiences are ordinary in this world and in this life. I'll be glad when we get to a place called heaven. Well, there have no temptation taken you or me, but such as is common, ordinary to people. But Here's another button. Praise the Lord for it. But God is faithful. But God is faithful. 
Now, the Bible nowhere says that God is faithful in that he will change all the circumstances. What God is faithful to is his own word and his own character. And you and I can count on God to be the God who has manifested himself and made himself known to us. A lot of people imagine God. They think of what God ought to do, what God should do. What God is faithful to his own word. And here is a statement. Here is a, a wonderful promise. There's lots of temptations, lots of trial, lots of trouble. You and I are not unique in our suffering. Others have been there. As a matter of fact, it, this is an ordinary experience among humanity. But God is faithful. Now, that term faithful means he can be trusted. It can be trusted. Now, you can't trust God to do what he hasn't promised to do. And sometimes that's where we get angry with God. Why hasn't God done what I've asked him to do? Well, he's never promised to do everything that you and I ask him to do. The term faithful, again, able to be trusted. Uh, the term faithful suggests uh, reliable. You've noticed there's a lot of people who are not reliable. Many times when, when we need somebody the most, there's nobody there. I think of Paul who said that uh, everybody had forsaken him. But then he came back, and this is important for you and me. He said, but the Lord stood with him. And that's where our hope is. That's where our victory is. And again, I want to emphasize not necessarily changing the circumstances, but doing what needs to be done to let us get through the trial with a measure of victory. So God is faithful. Well, how is he faithful? What's that mean if he's faithful and he's reliable? All right, here's his promise. Here it is. Here's what you and I need to get hold of. It says, but God is faithful who will not suffer you. That means let you or allow you. He will not suffer you. He will not allow you to be tempted, tested. We're always being tested. The challenge is do we pass the test or fail the test? He will not allow you to be tempted or tested, listen to it, above that ye are able. In other words, beyond your strength, beyond your power, beyond your ability. Now, that's a promise. And you and I have to get hold of that because I want to tell you something. And you know it. We get in a place where we feel like, I can't handle this. I can't take this anymore. I can't take any more than, than what I've dealt with already. And then God stands before us through his word, and here's what he says again. He said, I will step into this matter to protect you from ever going through more 
then your strength, power, or ability will allow you to handle. Now, you and I have to believe that. You and I have to believe that. And there are many people who don't believe it. They say, no, God has given me more than I can bear. I cannot handle it. Where is God? Why doesn't he do something? And you and I, this is a challenge to our faith. This is a challenge to our our trust in God. You and I have to, in the depths of our heart, say, God, I don't like where I am. I'm hurting deeply. But you have promised me you will not give me more than I can bear. And I want to claim that because I'm hurting, I'm miserable, I'm angry, whatever it might be. But Lord, I want to claim that. I want to get hold of that because therein is my pathway to victory. If you have never allowed me to go through more than I can bear, then I can be victorious. Wow. That's a challenge, isn't it? Especially if today you are in a place where you feel like, listen, brother, I cannot take any more. I'm done. Come back to the scripture. Come back to this. This is a principle. This is a promise. And it is not dealing with this individual situation, that individual situation. It is dealing with life overall. It is dealing with any situation. It is dealing with every situation. And when I think of what some people have gone through, I confess to you that I'm I'm amazed. And I'm amazed at people who have gone through things that uh, I know about and I've seen some people collapse under the pressures but I've seen other people run to God for his strength, his enablement and I have marveled at their life and testimony. You know, it's Paul, as as you know, who wrote this in 1 Corinthians. Let me read to you, and it's a a refresher for myself, but let me read to you uh, Paul's testimony about his life and his service for the Lord and what he had to go through. So I'm in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, and verse 24 and following. Listen to it. Paul said, of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes save one. Five different occasions, Paul was beaten thirty with 39 stripes, 39 times. He was hit five times, 39 times each event. He went on in verse 25, thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. 
A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Paul wrote, there hath no temptation taken you. And he was telling us there had been no temptation taken him. But such as is common to man. But he said, but God is faithful. Paul didn't get bitter. Paul didn't turn against God. I can imagine, and I can only imagine, as you can, being in that situation. Here's a man being beaten 39 times, and then another time that happens, another time it happens. He's thrown into prison. He doesn't have enough food to eat. All that this man went through, and he's the man who writes this, God is faithful who will not suffer you. He will not allow you to be tempted or tested above that ye are able. And then he says this, but will with the temptation, you're going through the test, with that temptation, he will also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, the term escape means a, a, a way out, a way out of the defeat, not necessarily a way out of that circumstance, but a way out of the defeat. God is saying, I understand what you're going through. I will be with you. I will walk you through this. I can give you victory over it. Sometimes God does change the circumstances. Sometimes he does not. But he gives us this promise of his faithfulness. I will never give you more than you are able to bear. I'll never give you more than the sufficiency of your strength and ability as I minister to you and care for you. That's God's promise. Now, that is a verse that you and I can live with and you and I must live with because you might be in a hard time right now. Challenges and troubles are going to come. We know that. They're not going to end until we get to be with the Lord. But God says, but I will be with you. I will see you through it. Now, I challenge you today, wherever you are, and you might be saying to me, Brother Griffith, you don't understand. Well, I, I may not, but God does. And I challenge you to run to this text and this truth and claim it. I trust God will bless you and help you. We'll talk about another one of these in our next episode. Lord bless you.